God's word. Yeah, I, I am I excited about the revival that we just came out of, a two-day revival. In case you wouldn't hear, he preached on falling rocks Thursday night. And I, I, got, I loved that one. And then in, Friday night, he preached on ants. Ants. I like that one, too. I'm not preaching on ants today. <laughs> and I'm not preaching on rocks today. But I am preaching on this morning when God goes mining for gold. When God goes mining for gold. Verse number 6, And, and there, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's a, he's a roaring lion. He's seeking who he made a vow. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Now let me pause right there. Job, God, uh, the devil knew who Job was. The devil knew who Job was. Yeah. He knew Job was a threat. He knew that every time Job got out of bed every morning and his feet hit the floor, that he knew Job was a threat because Job was going to pray. Job was going to sacrifice. Job was going to live right. And Job was going to do the right and everything. Can I ask you this? Does the devil know you? Does the devil fear you? When your feet hit the floor, is the devil trembling? He said, oh no, uh, the bro- I don't know what I'm going to do. Or does the devil say, hey, I'm not worried about them because they're halfway in and they're halfway out. Does the devil know you? Does Satan answer the Lord and says, doeth Job fear God for naught? Thou hast made an hedge about him and about his house and all that he hath on every side. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in thy land. Put forth thy hand now, and touch all that he have. He will curse thee to thy face. The only reason he said it is because you've got a hedge around him. The only reason why he's serving you because you've got a hedge around him. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power only upon him. Put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth. From that presence of the Lord, let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We thank you for all that is each here, Lord. We thank you for your words. We ask you, Lord, touch us, help us, and be what we need to be. In Jesus' name, for him. Amen. You may be seated. We, we know what happens in these verses here. He loses his children. He loses his wealth. He loses his house. He loses his cattle. Everything is gone. God is allowing the devil to lay seeds into Job's life. And he has no doubt that God allows this. God uh, uh, could have stopped it easily. When the devil comes before the Lord and said, let me do this, let me do that. And the Lord could have said, nope, you ain't going to do it. But he doesn't. He allows the devil to do this. Can I say this morning, anything that happens in your life, 
has to slide across the almighty desk of God before it can happen to you. He must give it approval. God, he always understands that God allows it to happen. There's a reason for it this morning. And we know all things work together for good to them that love God and them that are called according to His purpose, according to Romans 8, 28. We know that. Here we find God allows it. Why? Because He is looking for something. God is looking for something. So what He's looking for, look at chapter number 2 over here. Verse number 1. And again there was a day when the sons and the God did, to present themselves, themselves before the Lord. And Satan came in also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence thou comest? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, from walking to up and down it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Thou hast none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and sheweth evil, and is still he holds fast his integrity, Although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. God saying, devil, you're trying to put a wedge between me and Job. You're trying to, turn his, trying to get him to turn his back on me. Verse number four. And Satan answered the Lord and said unto the skin for skin, yea, all the man that hath will he will give his life. But put forth thy hand now, and touch his bones and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. The Lord not only allows Satan to, to touch his family, his wealth, and his, everything he has, but now God has allowed him to, to touch him physically. Why? God is looking for something. You say what he's looking for? In chapter number 23, turn to chapter number 23. This is where we'll anchor down this morning. In Job chapter 23, Job is talking to his friends. Uh, he is actually speaking towards heaven. And he, he, he said his, uh, his complaint is bitter. He is groaning. He is wondering where he can find God. He looks around uh, at, at, at his situation and is wondering where can he find God in all this mess that he's going through. Look at verse number 8 for me. Verse number 8. Behold, I go forth, but he is not there. Backwards, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where did he work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. Verse 10, but he knoweth the way that I have taken. When he have tried me, I shall come forth as gold. But he knoweth the way that I take. 
When he had tried me, when he's, he's trying me, he's over with, when this burden is over, when this trial is over me, he, he's done with me and everything he's done with me, he's looking for something. He says, I, when he's tried me, I shall come forth as gold. That's what God is looking for. He's looking for gold. This morning, God is mining in gold. Uh, you may ask, uh, what about gold is in the scripture according to 1 Peter chapter 1? Uh, gold is a picture of faith. Uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 7, uh, the trials of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that is precious through the trial with fire that it may be found unto great, uh, praise and honor and the glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ who am not seen you love and who am not see him not yet believing you rejoicing with a joy and unspeakable and full of glory Peter said our faith is a picture and is typed in to gold that is tried this morning here in the text we find that the only way that God can get some uh, genuine sure enough pure gold out of the life of a believer is to mine it out. Sometimes it takes blasting. Sometimes it takes some digging. And, and what it uh, uh, means to be a, to a believer is that sometimes it takes difficulties. Uh, sometimes it takes depression. Sometimes it takes discouragement. Sometimes it takes sickness. And sometimes it takes sorrows and tears. And sometimes it takes pain. But can I say this this morning? Nothing really brings out of the child of God's life like trials of our faith. If you never go through any real trials of your faith, you ain't never going to experience the fruit of seeing the real sure enough gold of God in your life. Can I show you a few things about mining for this gold that God is looking for? Three, I, let me show you, if I give you three things, let's do that. There is an investment, or we could say that we can find a deposit. Listen to me, don't miss this. God doesn't go mining, listen to me, God does, doesn't go mining where he knows there is no deposit, where he knows there's no investment, amen? God is not looking into the sinner's life and trying to mine gold. Uh, God is not looking into those that don't believe in him and trying to mine gold. God says, I'm not going to go mining where I know I have not made a deposit. Amen. Amen. Are you alive this morning? Oh, get with me. Help me preach this morning. I'm telling you, God is mining for something this morning. We find that God lets the devil, God uses the devil as his dynamite. He uses him as his instrument for digging, to go mining and tearing up Job's life. The devil comes before the Lord and this is what he's basically saying. God, Job ain't got nothing down deep inside of him to mine. There's nothing no good in Job. 
He ain't good for nothing. He's empty. There's an empty shaft there, God. He's nothing but a hole in the ground. God, if you let me take everything he's got, you let me t- t- get, it, get his wife to tell him to uh, curse God and die. Then you let me touch his body. You'll know what you'll find out, God. You'll know what you'll find out. That Job ain't got nothing worth having. Job ain't got nothing. He's empty. That's what you'll find out, God. You know what God said? Just basically saying this. Oh, you'll find something there. You're going to find something there. And you, you know why I'm telling you you're going to find something there? Devil, I have made an investment in his life. I have deposited something down in there. I know that it's there because I put it there. Hey, when you get to digging and you get to scraping and you get to pulling off, you're going to get to the place where I said, I have made a deposit in his life. Can I say this? Has God made a deposit in your life? He said, devil, I know you're going to find something there. Let me tell you this. He says, I am invested in his life. I'm the one deposited in his life. You see, wherever, back, way back in Job's life, he came in contact with the Holy Ghost of heaven. God, Job gave everything to God. And that he was, and God gave everything to Job that he was. God planted something deep inside of him, down in his soul, down in his heart. And even though the devil blasted it, even though the devil scraped on it and pulled at it and punched at it, the winds may have blew, the trials may have come. It's still there this morning. Can I tell you, child of God, if you're born again, brought by the blood of Jesus Christ, God has made a deposit in your life this morning. God put an investment in your life this morning. Do you know where that's at? Do you know where that investment God has made in your life is at this morning? Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 this morning. Look at verse number 8 for me. When God is mining for gold, his mining were and an investment has already been made. Like I said, God doesn't mine in the hearts and lives of the lost and sinners. Why? Because there's nothing there. He knows there's nothing there. God mines in the shaft where he has previously Planted, He knows what he's going to get out because he is the one who put it in there. We can see Job in chapter, in chapter 4 and verse number 8. We, we see Job's life. We are troubled. Paul said we are troubled. We are troubled on every side. Was Job not troubled on every side? We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed. Job was perplexed, sure was. 
but not despair. Persecuted was not, he persecuted the devil. Was he not persecuted of his friends? He sure was. But not forsaken, cast down. Did he not sit down in the ash heap uh, and, and take the, the broken shards of the pottery and scrape his balls? He was cast down. But he did not stay down, but he was not destroyed. We, we see Job in all these verses. We can see ourselves in these verses. You say, preacher, I, I feel like Paul. I, I've been tasked down. I'm in trouble. I'm persecuted. I'm surrounded on every side of things going on life. But what's the point of all this? I'm glad you asked. I gave you those two verses just to back you up. Look at verse number 7. We have in this treasure... Talking about you and I inside this treasure and earthen vessels. Talking about we have this treasure inside of us that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of yourself. When God planted something down inside of you, God said, I know it's there. It's growing down there. I know what I can find with my child's. I know I can see it. When I go to mining, there's something. You know what? Mm, ah, I can't run yet. When people look at you, so I don't have a clue why they're still serving God. I, I, I don't got a clue on why they're still doing that. I don't understand why they're still going to church. I don't understand why they're still praying because there's something down inside of you. God had made an investment in your life somewhere. Has God made an investment in your life this morning? Can you go back to a place? Can you go back to a spot and you remember God saved you and deposits something into your life? Down deep in your life, I, I can remember that place. I can remember that spot. I can remember that time when God deposits something inside this dirt bag called me. 1799. Just down the road a couple hours in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was not there in 1799. A man named John Reed was in Haitian military. He got out and he, he settled him and his families in that area down there, which is now Catawba County. His 12-year-old boy got up one Sunday morning, his mom and daddy getting ready to go to church. He decided he was going to duck church and him and his friend was going to go fishing. They were going to go fishing. So they, they go fishing. They go down to the creek. And they was fishing. And, uh, and they looked down. That little boy looked down. And he saw something bright and gold down in the water. So him and his friends went down there and started digging it up and digging it out and dragging it out. It was 17 pounds of a rock. It looked beautiful. So they, they dragged it back to the house and get there. His daddy, John Reed, comes in. He looks at it. Had no clue what it looked like, but he was amazed at it. It was pretty, and he didn't know what it was. So all he did is set it down as a doorstop. A doorstop. For two years, he set this thing down as a doorstop. 
He took it one day and went to a jeweler over in Fairville. And the guy said, yep, you got some gold. Not knowing what gold was worth, he sold it to the jeweler for one week's wages. $3.50. Boy, he didn't know what he had. But the jeweler knew what he had. So John Reed goes back when he finds out that, hey, this guy sold it for $3,000. Of course, it, today's price would have been a whole lot more. But back then, he sold it for $3,000. John Reed goes back to him and says, hey, buddy, you, you, you hoodwinked me. You, you, you gave me the, uh, the bad deal there. So he settled for $1,000, and that made John Reed happy. But the whole point of it is, he did not know what he had when he had it. And let me just say this, child of God, there are many child of God has got something down inside of them. They don't know they got it. They ain't seen it. They don't know how valuable it is. The most valuable thing in a child of God's life is the presence of God in his life. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Oh, I'll tell you. Whew. Praise God. When God, listen to this. We see God minds for an investment. God always brings treasures out of troubles. He gets the treasures. You've got to go through trouble. There, there are many Christians today that Still riding mama and daddy's coattail. They still saying, well, I, I've been in church. I was born in church. I'm, I'm still riding mama's daddy's coattail. But when a trial comes, when the mining comes, you'll see what they're made of. Because there has not been a deposit in their life. I, I've, I found out I had the sure enough stuff. When my granddaughter passed away, trouble came, heartache came, trial came. And, and if it hadn't been something planted deep down inside of me, something going on inside of me, I would have not have made it. I could not have made it. The devil would have destroyed me that day. But thank God the mining and kept digging and kept poking and prodding till he found something there that's more valuable than life itself. And I came through. I had the sure enough good stuff. You got the sure enough good stuff. You better make sure you got the sure enough good stuff. The boy, when he found that, he looked down there and I saw that gold. Looked pretty. Can I tell you this? When God goes mining in your life, you know when he stops mining in your life, when the trouble stops and the trial stops, you know why it is it stopped? Because God has dug out something and when he looked down, he saw himself. When you got born again, he placed the Holy Spirit of God inside of you and it's living. And when God goes to the mining, when he digs and digs and digs, he stops when he sees himself in you. Amen. Praise God. Y'all get... I'm, hey, I'm in my office going... 
I created me a new dance. We find that there's, there's an investment that's been made. We see that there's an investment been made. God allows this investment to go like this. If you're going to get down to where the gold is, got to take off some topsoil. What's the topsoil? It was his finances. It was his family. It was his physical health. You know what he finds when he gets all that stuff off? He gets all that stuff out of your life. All the scraping has been done. All the drilling has been done. He gets down to where it's faith. He gets down to where it's faith. There's an investment. When the devil got down to his faith, Job sat down and said, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You may have got this. You may have got that, devil. You may have took this. You might have gotten everything off the top, devil, but you ain't got this faith. Bible said he still retained his integrity. There was something the devil could not get this morning. He couldn't get it. No matter what he tried, he could not get it. You, you've seen your shows on how the old timers would do for mining for gold. They'll take that pan and they'll dip it in that creek and they get the shaking it up. You know, that's exactly what God does to you and I. That's what it does to you and I. God's shaking you up trying to find something worthwhile finding in you. And if they don't find anything, they throw it aside. That's what God is trying to do to your life. He's trying to dip you up and shake you up. And he says, I know there's something there. I deposit something there. I got to find it. And when he finds it, he sees himself in you. Jesus said in Luke, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that faith fell not. I, I, we was talking the other day about biscuits. My grandmother made the best biscuit in this world. I wished I'd have learned how to do it, standing there and watching her make these biscuits. But she'd take that old sifter. You know what them old sifters is, the old metal round thing. You get in there and shake it. Amen. You know what that sifter is doing? The product you're putting in has to be better than the product that's coming out. That product come out is a whole lot better than what you put in. If the product you put in is no better than the product that comes out, you've got a problem.
But when you get in that sifter, when you God starts sifting on you, he, He's trying to get all the impurity out of you. He's trying to get all that stuff out. The product comes out is better than the product that went in. That's what God is saying. I'm trying to mine something in your life to get something better to come out of your life. Amen. There's been an investment. God allows sometimes us to be thrown in the devil's sifter. The story of Corey Tinboom. Anybody know her? Read about her? Corey Tinboom. Her family was, during a Nazi time, hid people so that they get away from the Nazis. Well, somebody ratted him out. He came in and proposed to be a Jew, and he said to me and my wife, it's a Jew, and when they took him, hit him, they ratted him out. They were not Jews. And, and they sent the family, the entire family, to the concentration camp. The father died almost immediately when he was in the concentration camp. So Corey and Betsy, Betsy being her older sister, were, were in a concentration camp. And, and they, they struggled they went through some things. Betsy said this to her sister before she died. And I quote, There is no pit, pit so deep that God is not deeper still. No pit deeper and God is not. She, what she's saying says, I've been into the pits of hell and every level that I've gone to, I look around, I find God and it seems like I get to a different level and I look around and still there's God. It doesn't matter what level of darkness I get to, God is still there and he's still with me. Corey Tindon said this, I have experienced his presence in the deepest, darkest hell that man can create. I have tested the promises of the Bible. And believe me, you can count on them. What, what a testimony of the faith in God these people had. There was an investment. There's an investigation when he starts digging what he finds and how he can find. But there's also an illustration for you and I this morning. What do you mean an illustration? By the end of the book, God puts Job's life on display as an illustration for our lives this morning. You know, the point of the digging, the gold out, cleaning it off, you know, the whole point of that is to show it off. To show it off. You ladies know what I'm talking about. You get them new gold earrings and diamond earrings. Your hair might be over, but every now and then you're doing like this. You got a great big ring, you're walking around like this. Somebody's, oh, you got a new ring. Oh, I didn't think anybody would notice that. 
Amen. I tell you, we like to show off stuff. I, I, I got this on. It's a gold ring, and, 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 and we don't glorify in the gold ring. But you know what this does? It enhances that one that which wears it. Amen. You look, turn around, look at these ladies in there. Got necklaces on. But God said, hey, there's a mining. I've got the gold inside of you. I placed it there. I've got to dig it up. And when I dig it up, I'm going to clean it off. And I'm going to get it shiny. And then I'm going to wear it. Hey, when people see you, they see the glory of God in you because God has dug himself out of you and you array and adore himself with the jewels of life. And we're the jewels of life if you're his child. We wear it all over. God shows us off. Read it for yourself. Job shows up off to the point. God shows Job off to the point that he tells his buddies at the very end that jumped on him for 40 chapters. He tells his buddy, if you want to get right with me, you better go over and get right with Job. You better ask Job for forgiveness. Ask Job to pray for you. And then I'll give forgiveness. What is he doing? He's showing Job off. There's no Bible for this, but my mind works crazy. And I'm thinking this at the all that is all is over with. The devil has tried his best to get Job to curse God, turn his back on God. And at the very end, Job says, he goes at the very end, God done gave him back everything, and he gives God a sacrifice. He looks up to heaven and says, God, I love you. God, I love you. And somewhere over in the corner in the darkness, uh, uh, there stands the old devil. And he, he's watching this. He's watching Job uh, give God the praise. He's watching Job worshiping God. And, and he's saying, I, I've tried. I did what I could do. I've done all I could do, but yet I couldn't get him to curse God. I couldn't get him to walk away from God. He still kept serving God. And about that time, that devil's standing over here. And God comes over and says, Hey, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Hey, he said he loved me. You heard that? Yeah, I heard that. What do you think? What do you think, devil? Go ahead and tell me. What do you think? You're a good God. You're a good God. That's not Bible now. Go around and say, Jimmy said, the devil and the Lord how to talk about Job. Well, they did at the beginning. They didn't at the end. But somehow in my mind, I thought, well, he's showing Job off. And the devil's standing there looking at him and saying, you know what? That boy had been through it. But there was something inside of him. There was something that was planted in him that I couldn't get out. It's sorry to say today that a lot of Christians are turning their back on God and walking away. And, and, and this shows me why. There has never been a deposit into their life. Because we're all going to go through troubles. We're all going to go through heartaches. We're all going through sorrows and tears. It's what you come You know what you go through is not to make you bitter on the other side. It's supposed to make you better on the other side. 
Amen. We some in here are facing, Lord, life-changing events in their life. But it's not to make you bitter. It's to make you better, closer to God. If there's something that's planted deep down inside of you, if there's something God has made an investment in your life, if God has deposited something in your life, then God, the devil can dig, trials can come, heartaches can come. And what they'll find is a deposit of what God has made in your life. What's the purpose in mining in your life today? There is some gold that God is looking for in your life today. Let us stand, bow our heads.